If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Isaiah chapter 6, <clears throat> verses 1 through 8. I praise the Lord for our choir. Just a fantastic song today. I'm going to be in that crown. I may not be wearing a crown, but I'm going to be there. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a high and lifted up. And his train filled. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain, he covered his face. With twain, he covered his feet. And with twain, he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at his voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the serpents unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon, the mouth and, upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also, Isaiah says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the call that you extended me many, many years ago, God. And I thank you for waiting on me. I thank you for waiting till I said yes. Lord, I pray right now that you would touch my lips, that you'd touch my tongue, and you'd help me to speak the words that needs to be spoken today, because I know, Lord Jesus, without you, I'm nothing. But I pray for all who are living, that they would search their hearts, that we'd all confess our sins in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. For 52 years, Isaiah had... uh, led Judah in a program of peace and prosperity. He was a great builder, but the king had rebelled against the word of God. He's not the only one that rebelled against the word of God. We all rebel against the word of God. King Uzziah, up to this point, had obeyed the word of God right to the letter. I don't understand why things happen the way they do to God. God's men and ladies, but it does. And Uzziah, he trespassed against the priest. And when he did, he, he got leprosy. Historians say that he was expelled from the house of God, and he died in a house all alone. Isaiah, I mean, Uzziah started well, but he didn't finish well. You know, that's our choice, whether we or not. And I think about the way God is blessed. You know, there comes a time in every life of every believer when, when we need a fresh vision from God, a fresh word from God. And I stand in that 
today that, you know, I, I want a fresh vision of God. I want a fresh word from God. It's not about me. It's about the Holy Spirit of God, whether he loves you or not, or whether he through your heart or not. It's about the word of God. It's about our Lord Jesus Christ and nothing else. Yeah. Saw the throne which was never vacant. And the king and the Lord who never dies. Surrounded by the spirits of God. Serving him in worship. I want to share with you this morning results of a soul on fire for God. When's the last time you've shared Jesus with anybody? I want you to think about it seriously. All of us got our who you are, where you are, you problems. I've got problems, but when is the last time that you took time to sit down with someone or stand with someone and say, can you tell me about your relationship with the Lord? And I've heard many stories, many stories. But what is your story? What is my story? Uh, just this week, I had someone ask me, didn't see me, I don't guess. I never seen them. I said, are you in church anywhere? I said, yeah, I am. I go to the First Baptist Westminster. Oh, that's good. And then we parted. It was just a short meeting. And you know, sometimes you only have a split second to talk to people about And you know, sometimes we don't do it. We say, well, I just didn't have time. How long does it take to the Lord Jesus? What does it take? Hey, almost as quick as you can bat your eye or take a breath and realize we're one breath away from eternity. People we come in contact every day are one step away from eternity. The results of a soul on fire uh, for God, Isaiah. All right, I want you to listen. Now, if you're writing, I'll do my best to go slow enough where you can get it down, okay? But every one of these points says this. Isaiah had a definite, and every one of them is going to be different, okay? So Isaiah had a definite history to start with. We read about that history in several verses there. Isaiah, first of all, he had a vision. He says, in the year that King Uzziah died. And that was important for him because he probably, as a young lad, had Uzziah. In fact, Uzziah might have been one of his heroes, I don't know. It's amazing to me when you ask little children, who's your hero? Okay, who's your hero? Well, this morning, not that I'm their hero, okay, but this morning as I was, or the choir came in, going all around to visit different ones, and, and they said the little children was here toward the front and said, where, where is he? So he thought he was, they were looking for a big celebrity or something or other, and he was looking for their pastor. Hey, I don't know if you know, I got two hugs from two little girls right there on their way out. But Uzziah, it must have made an impression on Isaiah because he had a vision of God. He said, I saw. He also had a vision of himself in verse 5. He said, woe is me. I, I'm with sin. I'm a unclean lips. He, he also, he had salvation experience there in verse 8. 
caught up in the Spirit of God. He said, send me. I take you all the way back to the very spot where I find okay, Lord. But then after saying, okay, Lord, I still bummed around for a couple of weeks, come just that close to being killed twice. You see, when God speaks, you don't need a second opinion. You know what? You know, a lot of times parents hold their young'uns back uh, when they feel... I think many times, probably young'uns say, they might talk to their mom and daddy and say, look, I want to be a missionary. I have a desire to go overseas. Oh, you don't want to go overseas. There's all kind of diseases. You come die over that. If they... If, if my young'uns, my grand young'uns, what's to say, grand preach. I'm calling me in to do this or that. Uh, maybe a certain job, you know, we're not too happy about. I think of many of the youngins that went on the um, bricklaying trips years ago. And out of that pack of young, there's one little girl, and Atlanta helped me. The one is sick. Huh? Peru. She went over there to be a missionary. And it started out there on the brick line somewhere. She was helping tote drinks, laying brick and, and speaking words of encouragement to her. Hey, she left her family. She left her friends. She left to do what God said do. You know what? Listen to me now. Listen. It doesn't matter to me where God sends my grandmother. If they're saved, the bottom line, we're all going to be at home one day. So let them fly, go where God leads, because they may have had a fresh vision from God. I don't want you to misunderstand me this morning. Hey, I could tell you a lot of stories about parents that I feel have held their children back. Now hold your youngest back. If you've taught them the Word of God and you've led them to believe, and maybe you had that glorious privilege of leading the Lord, don't come back. Isaiah definite, secondly, Isaiah had a definite character. Now, and this is in, in verse uh, uh, 2 and 3. You see, it was a sense of holiness of God uh, that, that he made the state or the on there was going on. It says, uh, above it stood the seraphims. I mean, each one had six, two flew, two covered his eyes, two covered his feet. I don't know all of that, but I know one thing that the Holy Spirit of God is leading, and Isaiah set back and, may, and allowed it to happen. You see, that's another thing. If God speaks to you or me, and we don't allow it to happen, who, guess who's on the losing side? We are. you got to let as well. Have to look right, it don't have to sound. And let me tell you something, you will never figure it out. Don't try. Just sit back and, and become all God wants you to become. In Leviticus, it says, Sanctify yourself therefore and be ye holy because the Lord and holy. We living is being. Praying, going about, doing what he asks you to do, day in, day out, doing all God. Easy, 
then. But one of these days, we'll be around the throne. We'll be rejoicing. And we'll be with those that we have led to Jesus. We'll be with those who others have led to Jesus. We sing that song many times when we all get to heaven. The only thing wrong with that song is everybody ain't going. That's sad. Everybody ain't going. I'm going to tell you something. All of us sitting in here today, if you're not saved, then you ain't on your way to go. You don't even have a ticket. It's important that you have Jesus and that you live for him. Uh, we see in this, in this, this definite character, uh, you, you see the Trinity just every which way here. When I think back about the Trinity, I think about, I think about the Son of God coming up. Jesus was baptized. I think about the Holy Spirit coming down upon him in the form of a dove. I think about the Father who said, This is my Son, whom I am pleased. You know, God's blessed us with two boys. And I haven't always been satisfied with their decisions, okay? <laughs> and I think back, my daddy, I'm satisfied with all my decisions, but he never turned me out turn my boys out I thank God for uh, that call and check on their daddy regularly they call they check on their mama regularly what are you doing well you don't now I'm into that you don't need to be stage <laughs> fall in stage uh, you don't need to be so you know hey you know that I'm going to keep on keeping on Isaiah he had a definite history he had a definite character, but thirdly, Isaiah had a definite purpose. You know, we all have a purpose in life. In verse 4 says, And the post of the door moved at his voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Can you imagine that? I mean, you, you talk about the presence of God. I've never experienced I'm not saying it can't happen. He had a definite purpose. This, this happened. Reveal the presence of the Lord. Okay, you say, I don't feel his presence, okay? Then when's the last time you read his word? Hey, you read God's holy word, you can feel, <clears throat> excuse me, his presence. When you feel his presence, when he does a miracle in your life, you can feel his presence. And when God performs, we need to give back him, our time, our talent, our time, him, everything, all I have belongs to him. Oh, I say I own this and I own that and I hold this and the time. But when it's all said and done, it's going to be burned up. It'll be done away with. Now, this happened to reveal the presence. It says, the Bible says the post moved. You know Why? Because the power and authority of God. You know, these big columns right here. Hey, if God wants them to move, he can move them. If that's what it takes, he can move those columns. It's power. It's authority. Listen, let me tell you, these things are sitting on a foundation. Now, some of you have never been under this building. I have. A lot of our folk haven't been back in here in a while. I have. Never been in the attic before. I have. I've been all the way up in the top of the steeple. But the foundation is where it all starts. 
That's where it all starts, is the foundation. And Jesus is that foundation. <clears throat> For us men, hey, we are charged by God. Foundation. To lay the foundation for our family, to lead to love she don't already. Children to love the Lord if they don't already. To lead in the way that God would have us to lead them. The post move, power and authority. It says smoke. Smoke. That was for salvation. It was to magnify the Lord. It was for obedience. It was to let Isaiah know I'm keeping you where I want you. And it was emotional for him. And it was emotional. Well, let me give you the fourth one. Isaiah, he had a definite history. He had a definite character. He had a definite purpose. But let me tell you something. Isaiah had a definite message. It was a message of humility. And when look at verses uh, 5 and uh, it says, Then said I, Woe is me. Hey, he was caught up. He realized he was a sinner. You know, you can't get saved until you realize you're lost. You can't apologize until you realize you have wronged somebody or wronged somebody. And so he had a definite message. Woe is me. In other words, he's at the end. He is at the end. Woe is me. He said, I'm undone. I am undone. He, he doesn't have it all together. And you know, many times in our we're trying to get and it don't come together sometimes is because we haven't touched first base. Accepted Christ. You can't get it together, y'all, until you have accepted the Lord as your Savior. And once you do that, still, the devil is you can't get it together. But God gives us opportunities, chance to make it right, to get it together. So, so Idel said, where is there's Odell sitting over there? I, we're, talking about, <laughs> we're talking about Isaiah. Woe is me, he said. I'm undone. And after he, not I'm undone, he said, I'm finding myself in the middle of people with unclean lips also. Who you hang out with? Who do you hang out with? They're always telling off-color jokes. Y'all say, look, man, I, I don't want to hear that. Let me tell you a funny joke. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something real funny. Guess who our pastor is? And you tell them. They'll laugh. Yeah, they will. Sometime when Lynn tells them who she's married to, they laugh. Well, Isaiah, he said, I'm, I'm undone. My lips are unclean, and I, I live in a, in a, amongst people with unclean lips. The opposite of unclean lips is clean lips. The Bible talks about this tongue and these lips can curse. They can also bless. Isn't that amazing? What kind of fruit do we produce? You can find out what kind of fruit people produce when you squeeze them, when they're under pressure. And the, the truth will come out. Hey, we say things we shouldn't say. We think thoughts we ought not go places we ought not go. Come like Isaiah, woe is me, I'm undone. I, I need to get myself back on track. His dwelling was the wrong crowd. He said, I'm living amongst people with, with unclean lips. And then God began to get a hold to him. Actually, confessed, he says, 
my eyes. What about your eyes? You know what they are? They're the windows of our heart. And what a vision Isaiah saw. Isaiah, he had a a definite history, a definite character. He had a definite purpose. He had a definite message. And last of all, he had a definite sense of hearing, of hearing. In verse, verse 8, also I heard. You understand that? He heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom go for us? Isaiah was so under conviction. Hey, oh, I wonder sometimes, you know, where, where were we then? Where are we now? Um, we see a revival, really, in Isaiah's life here. He said, uh, basically saying, I understand. Here am I, send me. You know what? God still speaks, but we don't listen. Or we don't respond. We know he's speaking to us, but we don't respond. Are we here this morning? Are we willing to say, here am I? Here am I. Now, you don't have to take this wrong. You can take it any way you want to take it. But, you know, when I first came here, who were here now, then some who were here then, here now. Makes me wonder, hey, am I who I'm supposed to be? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Are we doing what we're supposed to do? People become disgruntled, and so they move on. Well, I want to be this way. I want to be, be in a church that loves God. I want to be in hear the name Jesus. I want to hear the preacher talk about heaven. I want to hear him talk about hell. To understand and know, hey, I'm not alone here. It's important to know there's somebody on your side. If you don't think nobody beside Jesus he said, if you're not for me, you're against me. So if you're saved, you're on his side. Well, listen to this. Are we willing? Are we willing to say here? Listen to me. You know what here means? Here am I. What Isaiah was saying, help me, Lord. Help me. I want to want to be to me. He was also saying, enter into me. That you can guide me. He was also saying, refresh me. Because I need refreshing. He was saying, empower me. Because I want to do what you're asking me to do. Let me tell you something. I can't I do without giving me the power. Giving me the strength and courage to keep on going when nobody else is. To speak up when nobody else is speaking up. To love when nobody else is loving. To visit when nobody else is visiting. And I listen to all of that. I know also because you think something. I'm the only one calling. I'm the only one visiting. I'm the only one encouraging. I'm the only one working. Let me tell you something. The Bible talks about that God will get your and my labor of love. He's keeping the record. I don't have to. You don't have to. But he is keeping the record. I believe Isaiah was seeking the kingdom of God. I believe he was seeking the Lord Almighty that he wanted to do all he would have him to do. 
And when he said, here am I, send me. I believe Isaiah was getting of others. Do you have a vision of others? If it's to go back, uh, leave home, you're going for the first time, you're moving out. Let me tell you something. Since I know how that feels, that, that hurts a little bit. You know, you, you can't help but become a little emotional when the young and start moving out. Well, let them move. If they're going on to school, let them go to school, get that learning. First thing, come home and bring somebody with them. All right, I'm a mom, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a daddy, and Lamb's a mama. And you may not like it. If you don't like it, talk to, talk to them, for goodness sakes. You talk to God about it. No, they're going to say, hey, get married. Oh, no, you don't want to. Hey, you. Boy was getting ready to go on his first date, and he said, Daddy, can I use your flashlight? And the daddy said, what do you need a flashlight for? I went on a date, and I didn't use no flashlight. And he said, look who you got. They're going to move out. They're going to let them move out. And when they bring him or her home, God, I hope this is the right one. They need your blessing. First thing you know, they're going to say, hey, you're going to be a grandma and a grandpa. Then the youngest come back home. And then the you look for is the taillights going out the driveway. Listen, Isaiah knew what he was talking about. And God spoke to his heart through the word so you and I could have it and hear it this morning. Are you willing to say, Lord, here I am. You send where you want to send me. Me to go to anybody you want me to go to and give me the right words to say what you want me to say. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the privilege to call you our Father. And Lord, I pray now for every person in this room today, Lord, that you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, I don't want to hear from anybody else. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you have to say. Lord, help me to be open. Help me to be willing. To obey you no matter what you ask to do. Because you said you'd give me strength. You said you'd never leave me. Never forsake me. And so I ask you, Lord Jesus, to have your will and way in this service. And God, we're going to thank you for all that you do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.